It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This ball ripped into right center field. That'll be down for a hit and go all the way to the wall. Just cut off on the warning track and bobbled by Conforto. That might allow Diaz to get to third. He's heading there. The relay throw not in time. But let Miss Diaz with the Astros' second triple of the day. Uh, one out base runner to third with a triple. Now Tucker can find himself with a lot more bats. He'll drill one deep to center field. Back goes Brandon Nimmo. He'll have a play. He makes the catch. No chance for him to throw out the runner. Trotting in from third and scoring the first of the game, Alexis Diaz, sack fly for Kyle Tucker. The Astros on the board. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCuller. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is line in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High and deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Park. <laughs> For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros continue Grapefruit League play, taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Yesterday, the Astros lost to the Mets here in West Palm Beach 2-1. Framber Valdez, 2-2, two two third scoreless inning, struck out four in the start. Oletmiz Diaz tripled and scored a run. As the Astros are now 3-4-1 and one on the spring, the Cardinals are 3-5-1 and one in the Grapefruit League. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist, proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Pleased to be joined once again by Todd Callis coming over from the TV side. And uh, Todd, got Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound today. And uh, first appearance for him since missing all of last year with Tommy John surgery. For the entire spring training, this is probably one of the most anticipated days, not only for Lance, but for the team in general. They know how important he is to the success of the 2020 squad. Lance is going to be amped up. We're, we're only going to see about 15, 20 pitches, maybe an inning's worth. Uh, first time in 500 days he's been on a mound in a competitive game, so good to see. Meanwhile, it's left-hander Austin Gomber on the mound for the Cardinals. Got up to the big leagues with St. Louis in 2018. Last year, only eight starts all at AAA dealing with some injuries. Yeah, the injuries really cut short his season, not to the extent of Lance who didn't pitch, but still uh, only the eight games with Memphis and a start in a rehab with Palm Beach and two in Springfield. But he's a guy who has a chance on the outside to make their fifth starting spot in that rotation. A lefty, he's 26 years old, had a pretty good debut with them two years ago. Case of the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And I think it's the biggest key for the Astros and for Astros fans today is McCullers to get through today and take that first step toward uh, being the guy that the Astros need him to be in the rotation. You would love to see him throw strikes, get ahead of hitters, make that 15 to 20 pitches work for a complete inning. Uh, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on every pitch because he's not going to throw that many. He's a little bit behind in terms of some other guys have gone two and 
even three innings in their outings, and Lance will probably just go the one today. Uh, but this is the first big step back for Lance McCullers to rejoin the Astros rotation. Astros getting set to take on the St. Louis Cardinals in West Palm Beach. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros general manager James Click. But now this from your local station. The Astros Foundation is the official nonprofit team charity of the Houston Astros. We seek to harness the passion of our fans throughout our great city and beyond to support youth sports and education programs, the recognition and honor of our nation's military, childhood cancer, and domestic violence awareness, and efforts to reduce homelessness. Our initiatives include the Community Leaders Program, Astros MLB Youth Academy, and reviving baseball in inner cities through our Astros RBI program. Visit Astros. Astros.com slash foundation to learn more. The Astros Foundation, a true MVP of the Houston Astros. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros General Manager James Click. And uh, now a couple of weeks in the camp, I uh, feel like you're, you're starting to get a little bit more settled in and, and starting to, to kind of maybe not put your stamp on things, but kind of get things going the, the way you'd like. Yeah, I've uh, stopped walking in the wrong doors in the complex <laughs> and uh, starting to find out which ways north, out, north, south, east and west. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a feel for the lay land and, um, you know, every day you just try to learn as much as you can. And um, at some point it'll slow down. But for now, just, yeah, yeah. Short answer is yes. Starting to get a feel for it. You know, just, you know, watching, you know, going going around camp, watching guys throw bullpens, uh, watching the work in the backfield and obviously the games. And, you know, obviously you knew about, you know, Altuve and Springer and Correa and those guys. Uh, what has kind of been your impression overall of just some of the, the young guys you've seen, some of the young pitchers, young position players you may not have known a lot about? Yeah, it's hard to go down the list and, mm-hmm. and summarize all of them, but there's there's a lot of talent here. And I, I know that the prospect rankings are always coming out, and um, you know people think that, that the system may be a little fallow, but that's not really what I'm seeing. And um, beyond that, the techniques that these guys have employed, the coaches, the, uh, the, the moves forward that they've made in terms of how we teach baseball has been really refreshing. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of teams are doing a lot of very impressive things when it comes to teaching baseball these days, and you're never really going to know what's going on until you actually put on the, the, the new uniform. Um, but it's been a lot of fun to talk to those coaches about the talent that we have here and how they maximize it. You, know, you talk about teaching baseball, and are you finding that a lot of what you're hearing is stuff that's familiar to you, or are you hearing a lot of things that maybe are new ideas that 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 you you hadn't heard or hadn't seen implemented? It's a combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things that are going to be true no matter what team that you're on. Mm-hmm. There are certain technologies or techniques or um, things that everyone in baseball looks for. And, and with the amount of player and personnel movement around the game, it's obviously very difficult for those things to develop one place and not get carried someplace else. At the same time, there are definitely things that the Astros are doing here that we're doing here that are, are new to me. And it's that's, that's one of the more fun things is to talk to the people about why we came up with those techniques, why this is the way that we're teaching baseball. Those are the conversations that I'm really enjoying right now. We've seen Miles Straw last year and in spring training play some infield and you know, acquitted himself quite well there last year. You know, Garrett Stubbs, there's been talk about him maybe taking some ground balls. He saw some time in the outfield late in games last year in addition to obviously catching. How uh, invaluable is that to just move some guys around, especially now with, with a 26-man on the roster? It's hard to quantify how valuable it is. Yeah. It's something that we placed a lot of value at at the Rays. Ben Zobrist is obviously the premier example of a guy who can play, you know, seven, eight positions on the diamond almost. Having guys like that 
Straw is obviously an elite defender in the outfield, and so the question always becomes, are we sacrificing too much by having him play on the infield? But having those options, having the ability to move guys around to cover for day-to-day injuries, to cover for guys just needing a break over the course of 162 games, it's hard to say exactly how valuable it is, but the short answer is that it it's the kind of thing that would make a roster go over 162 games where it allows us not to make some moves that we would normally have to make. How do you identify a guy like uh, you mentioned Ben Zobers, which is a great example, and obviously with with, with Stubbs and, and Straw, how do you how do you identify a guy like that? Is it athleticism? Is it mentality? What is it? It's conversations with the scouts and mm-hmm. and with the coaches. Uh, you know, guys convert to catcher a lot of times. Uh, guys come off catcher a lot of times, probably more often than people realize. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is each defensive position has its own unique needs there are skills that will translate to some that won't translate to others arm strength in one position is critical arm strength in other positions is not you know foot speed or feet speed which are two different things and we can get into that at another point but those are are needed in some positions and not needed elsewhere and you never want to box yourself in where a guy can only play one or two positions the skills translate to all the different positions the only way to figure out who can do it is to talk to the players and talk to the coaches james click Astros general manager thanks for joining us absolutely thanks for having me back with more of Astro launch right after this minute made park Fans loving it. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Lock in the best seats with exclusive benefits with 2020 season tickets. This was hammered to left field. That is a no doubt about it home run. That's hit well and deep to left field. Looking up. See you later. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets, and we'll see you at Minute Maid Park. 2020 memberships for the official Astros Kids Club are now on sale for 30 bucks. An Astros Buddies membership presented by BBVA includes tickets to select Astros games, premium items, and exclusive opportunities. Visit Astros.com buddies for more information. Robert Ford, Todd Callis, pleased to be joined by Astros beat writer Brian McTaggart of MLB.com as we begin the eighth inning. Astros with a 1-0 lead over the Mets. Thanks for joining us as always, Brian. Got it. And uh, you were just down in the Astros clubhouse. Got a chance to talk with with Framber Valdez, two and two thirds scoreless innings. I'd have to imagine he was pretty pleased with his outing. Yeah, he was. You know, a, a couple of walks, of course, that uh, you know he would like to have back. But um, yeah, I mean, he was around the zone for the most part, and uh, he talked a lot about his changeup and sinkers, the the two pitches that he's really trying to refine, trying to get in the zone. He talked about needing to repeat his mechanics on those two pitches in particular. And uh, it looked like he was able to do that. Um, he also talked about uh, Dusty Baker telling him some advice from he got from Fernando Valenzuela or watching Fernando Valenzuela pitch on how when things aren't going your way, take a step back, take a deep breath, get your thoughts together, and uh, he's trying to take that to heart as well. Jeremy Vasquez at the plate, down 0-2, and Blake Taylor delivers one just off the plate away. It's a ball and two strikes to Vasquez. And that's one thing about Dusty Baker, and you know, we joke sometimes about the references of the players of the past that he brings up uh, when he talks to the media, and obviously when he talks to players, fouled back to the screen, still one and two. But I mean, you're talking about a vast reservoir of knowledge that he has of of guys he's played with and against, and guys he's managed that that he can tap into for for all sorts of different situations. Oh, absolutely. He's a he's a walking history book. I mean, uh, I've I've only known him a month, and the names that 
that he tells us and the stories. It's just it's just amazing the stuff he's seen and done in his career as a player and a manager. That was amazing with Taylor just hit yeah. Vasquez. Just blew a fastball by him at 95. Vasquez down on strikes, one out. That'll bring up Ryan Cordell pinch hitting in the DH spot for Ramos. Did you get a chance to talk to anybody else down in the Astros clubhouse? No, that was it. It was really quiet. I was trying to wait on uh, Springer. Um, did not see him before I had to come back up here. So it was uh, first pitch to Cordell. Misses inside. Yeah, it was it was quiet in there. Waited around for Framber and, and you know had a good conversation with him. But uh, you know as these guys pitch a little bit deeper into the games, you got to wait a little bit longer. So it's it's kind of tricky. It's hit or miss down there when you go in there during the games. There's a strike on the inner third, and it's one and one to Cordell. Not a lot of offense today, but two of the six hits for the Astros from their third baseman, Taylor Jones. We hadn't seen him at third before this afternoon. I know he played there in the minor leagues. This guy's getting a little bit of a look this spring. Yeah, he is. Big big guy for a third baseman, but seems to move pretty well. I mean, the book on him is, uh, you know, at first base and how, how good he is over there. But, I mean, we all know Yuli Gurriel is, is going to be a free agent soon, and you're going to have a hole, you know, at third base. What do you do there? So I, I think it behooves them to give – Taylor a long look and then in the season and, and judge him to see if maybe he's ready for the big leagues next year. But, yeah, he, he looks good and can swing it a little bit, too. Swing and a miss by Cordell. He goes down on a 95-mile-an-hour fastball as well. Blake Taylor, back-to-back -back strikeouts, two out of no one on for left fielder Jarrett Parker. As we talk with Brian McTaggart, Astros beat writer for MLB.com. And Parker standing in against Blake Taylor. And, you know, Blake Taylor's a guy I think is pretty interesting. Brian, a left-hander in an organization that doesn't have a whole lot of them that are close yeah. to the big leagues. Yeah, definitely an opportunity here. You know, he hasn't pitched hardly at all above double-A. So, I mean, I think it would be a stretch for him to make the big league club. But, yeah, there's an opportunity here. They only have five lefties in camp. And, uh, you know, Ken Emanuel's up there as well. Um, but, yeah, this is a, a guy that throws hard. I talked to him early in camp. Very determined, I think, to, uh, you know, show people what he has. He's a little bit older. So, you know, he's, he's been through some wars in his career. So, um, you know, I think he's got a shot. You know, we'll have to see how Dusty wants to put the bullpen together. You know, you don't necessarily need that, that lefty uh, specialist guy anymore. But Astros really haven't had one now since Tony Sipp for a couple of years. So, oh, two, that bounces in there. It's a one-two count. We were disappointed Jake Marisnik didn't make the trip, yeah. but I guess this is the next best thing, the guy that got traded for Jake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Jake probably would have played that ball in center field a little better <laughs> on the uh, Taylor Jones triple that, that fell at the feet there. So, But, yeah, yeah, it would have been good to see Jake. It's a, you know, obviously a, a popular guy amongst the players and the, and the media. And the dirt bounces away from Stubbs. No Tebow either. No Tim Tebow. He's... Um, <laughs> He's getting ready for his stint with Team Philippines, the World right. Baseball Classic. I'm curious with that WBC team from the Philippines, who else is on it? Yeah, that's a very good question. So we have a roster of one right now, right? Or yeah, we know Tim Tebow. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't exactly. I know they won a Little League World Series years ago that wound up getting vacated, I think. Were they the ones? No, it was a team from that Panama, was, I think. Yeah. That uh, uh, using older players. I guess yeah. we'll find out. 2-2 two, two is just low, 3-2. and two. And we'll have that next spring, the World Baseball Classic. So I'll be very interested to see which guys play and, you know, who leaves camp and who doesn't. You know, Bregman left camp a few years ago mm -hmm. to go with Team USA and, and didn't play, and that, you know, probably stunted him a little bit for the, the start of that season. 3-2. That's outside, and a walk drawn by Jared Parker to keep the inning alive for Will Toffey. 
I think Bregman would play it next year, though. So you would Stature, think so. Stature's gotten a little better since then. A lot so. of the games are going to be in Miami, not too far away. Right, yeah. Yeah, that helps. And when I was here a few years ago, I had a chance to go down there. I watched, I, th- I believe it was the U.S.-Canada game, and uh, good atmosphere. It, it, was, it was more fun than I thought it would be. Well, Toffee at the plate. Came on to play third base in the sixth inning and can't hold up on a pitch in. Nothing in one. One nothing. Astros leading the Mets here in the top half of the eighth inning. We saw Fromber start and then he went two and two thirds innings. Devo got four outs and then the next guy, Brian Abreu, came in, walked a couple of batters, but then was really good the rest of the way. He's he's an interesting guy this spring. Yeah, what do you have? Four strikeouts? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me that this Brent Strom has said, you know, they want to make him a starter or try to explore him as a starter as much as possible. But he can be a real weapon on the bullpen. We saw that last year with the crazy strikeout numbers, made a postseason roster. Runner takes off, pitches low, throw to the second, and is there in plenty of time to get Jarrett Parker caught stealing to end the inning. Well, Brian McTaggart, MLB.com, Astros beat writer. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, guys, thank you. All right. Houston is the city we love. A city of heart, resolve, determination. A city we embody as we suit up and step on the field each day. We play for the H on our caps, for the legacy we will build together. We play for our city, our home, for the H.